Welcome to the Mystical Motherhood Podcast. This is Chelsea, and I want you to create a happy family. I use my background in Western and Eastern medicine, birth, and ancient yogic practices to help the modern mother learn how to live a healthier life and create conscious children. This is your guide to fertility, conception, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and the early childhood years. Are you ready to live the life of your dreams? Welcome to Mystical Motherhood's bonus podcast this week. This guest has recently found out that she's pregnant, which gave me a wonderful opportunity to introduce some of the concepts of fertile for her to utilize within her life and within this pregnancy. We talked about how to amplify her environment, how to make everything around her beautiful, and how the perceptions of her world are programming the baby within. So her thoughts, her emotions, and diet all really matter. And and her experiences of that is what creates the child. I'll provide you with more information about all of this as I release my new book, Fertile, this uh, year. And you can always write in with any questions at mysticalmotherhood.com. And there's lots of information on the website. Enjoy. Jay, how are you doing today? What's going on with you? So I'm so happy to be talking to you because I just feel like this pregnancy has been um, really intense. And and you know a little bit of the history from the beginning. Like it it was a surprise on one level, but then on a number of other levels, it really wasn't because I've been spiritually preparing for this without even kind of cognitively consciously realizing that for years. But I have been, Chelsea, I've been so sick. I've been so physically ill with nausea and throwing up and, um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm frustrated because I feel like this is the time where I want to be my most radiant, like bright, you know, I, I, there are so many beautiful mantras that I've learned about from your book and, and, you know, I want to be doing them all. And I feel, I feel like, like there's just something that is just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just wrestling with something. And then sorry, this is kind of long, but one other kind of component of that is I just came back from a spiritual pilgrimage, as you know, a couple months ago. And a part of me is even wondering, like, am I still detoxing? Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just said absolutely. Yeah. So like, is that what the half the puking is even coming from? You know what I mean? Like, is that some of the nausea and how do I, how do I let that process happen simultaneously with growing a baby? Well, you're like how many weeks? Like twelve? Nine. Oh, you're nine. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you typically, if you have the nausea and vomiting, it's going to go away around typically around twelve. It can be up to sixteen weeks. It very rarely. Okay. So it's like you're. I mean, that is a separate. That's a separate thing. Yeah, and that's that's not uncommon, and we've talked right. about before. Just like exactly what the Western medical community would tell you to do is to eat the small meals throughout the day. You can go in, and I can send you in an email taking vitamin B and different vitamins for that. I can mm-hmm. I, I'll put it in the notes, but okay. I can also send you an email on exactly like vitamins you can take for that, and you can go to a midwife if you yeah. do you have a midwife yet. I do. Yeah. Okay. So did you tell the midwife that you have really bad nausea and you're just, and, and have, did they recommend, recommend anything? They had some medicine that they, I, you know, I haven't taken it yet, but what they is did the name recommend, of it. I think it's like Dico something. I can, I'll look it up. You, yeah, it is. There is a natural form of that. So there is a vitamin, I believe, I can't remember right now because I'm just blanking. Um, vitamin B, I believe. Um, <laughs> I might be incorrect. I don't want to give you the wrong information, but I'll put it in the notes and okay. I'm going to email you. And it's just a mix of two different um, vitamins that super good and healthy. Like every midwife should know that. Um, Great. And yeah. I should know it right now, but I'm blanking. But I don't think it's bad to take it. Okay. And just try it. And, yeah. and if you're if you're having such a hard time to not get out of the house and just feeling so bad about it, 
Yeah. You also have to realize that you feel so good. You've been super clean mm-hmm. for how many, how, like you don't drink alcohol. You do yeah. really, really well. You probably don't get sick very often. And so you're, and you're super sensitive because of the amount of meditation that you do and the amount of spiritual work that you do. So any sort of change to your dynamic is going to affect you even like even more mm-hmm. rapidly, I think, than the normal woman. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That's interesting. I never thought about it that way. I mean, and we, and people, I mean, any Western medical professional be like, be like, that's stupid. But I don't think so. I mean, when someone, other people that may have, you know, like they may have had hangovers all the time or, you know, before they got pregnant or they may have gotten cold all the time or flus that were common. And so it's like their bodies are vibrating at a different speed. I mean than any, you know, all of us are at different levels. No, there's nothing yeah. wrong with it. But when you're, and when you're coming off, so Jay, for everyone who's listening, she just did these stairs in India, which I did too, and liberated 17 generations, correct? 17 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of her family. And, and it changes your destiny because it clears you so much. And I saw her about a year ago becoming pregnant and then she is. And it's because she's. I didn't believe you. I was like, no, 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 that's that's wrong. I love you, but that's not right. <laughs> and you're like, okay, yes, it is. <laughs> and I see you now. I see you. I don't know what I'm seeing with this, but I'm going to give you the vision, and we're going to right. work through it. But I see it's like from heaven. There's oh, this is the baby. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> so they're showing me like all these ropes dropping down from heaven. Like imagine you're, it's like, you know, in gym class when those <laughs> ropes would drop down. I don't know if you remember that. I do. And then there was like, you walk, you're, you're, you know, and it could be even an art, an art event where you walk through and you're walking through all the ropes and you're kind of looking for the right rope. Mm-hmm. And some of the, I want you to close your eyes and imagine this. Okay. So some of the ropes are thin. Some of them are kind of wiry. Some of them are braided different. And then there's this really thick rope in the room. Mm. And I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to just walk around and feel the energy of all these different ropes. So what mm. they're, they're showing you, which I believe, is, is Jay's coming up upon her 120th day. Not, I don't know, probably almost there, but you're, you're anticipating it. And the 120th day is when the soul comes down from heaven. That's at least what the yogics believe. And that's what I try to teach everyone I work with, because you might as well feel good then, even if you don't, but you will feel better by then because you'll be past this 12 weeks and you'll, your hormones will be, you know, way more in balance. It's not going to, this isn't going to be forever. And also answering your question before we go into the ropes, you are integrating those, that vast amount of changes that you have, like your integration process came with the process of getting pregnant. Where, where anyone else who does the stairs, they're sort of like, when I did the stairs, I was, I would sit into, I would sit in my room in the morning I would get up around 3 a.m., anxious, anxious to get up. And I sat by myself for four hours a morning, integrating meditation and having like angels and masters and different beings come to my actual room, like almost like they were sitting by me. And I was almost in school for about four months. Mm-hmm. And so your school, you happened to come home and get pregnant. Yeah. And so if I if I was that at that level of, you know, to give, I think I told you the story, but to, to give an example, I'm sitting on my couch and I felt like somebody was staring at me right in the face and I'm having, you know, a, a psychic conversation with this, with this being, it felt like an angel. I didn't know who it was. And then I said, if you're really here, can you give me a sign? Because I'm so overwhelmed by how much presence of God I'm feeling right now. And they called me from Ascension Island <laughs> on my phone and it was 2:30 a.m. So, I mean, Ascension Island rang my phone and hung up. So, I mean, that's that's the level you're running right now. And so this child that's trying to get through to you, it's it's going to clear it all out. You're clearing out so much. And so the sickness, it's it you never been sick before, really? Yes, no, no. And so you're you're used to getting up and having 100% and that's okay not to right now. Yeah. 
just like we were just talking about my career before we started this, mm-hmm. it's okay for you not to be, you know, a hundred percent right now. Yeah. Like if it continues, if it was to continue past, you know, 14 or 12, 14 weeks, then for sure I'd be like, you need to go to the doctor or you need to definitely take that medicine. Right. Right. But this is all normal. Yeah. Is it help when you're eating the crackers or does it help? Yeah. I think, you know, I think it's sort of a weird, like, because I was on the, like I was drinking celery juice every day and I would, you know, make like blueberry smoothies and I just ate so, so healthy. I think now I need to get out of my own head about, cause I'm just eating so much like bread and cheese and butter. And like, I mean, just cause even like I'm craving sort of kitty foods like mac and cheese. And I'm, I'm just craving things that are not, you know, not vegetables and not um, full of vitamins. And then I think, you know, all the crap you, and I, you know, I haven't even been able to always take my prenatals every day. Cause I sometimes throw them up. And so it's sort of this like, well, gosh, is the baby getting what they need or there, is their brain? Okay. Is there, you know, and cause I'm only eating like bagels and crackers and like weird, you know, it's lifted a little bit. I've eaten a couple vegetables in the past couple days, but it's like, you know, there's a little bit of that guilt with it, which frustrates me because I, I want to be drinking celery juice and eating herb salads with every meal. And, and it just, it's not, it's not working right now. It's, it doesn't, I don't have a taste for it. What about, I mean, I totally understand that, but what you're needing is that, that sugar. And so no, that is, that's it. I'm wanting sugar. It's so different. I'm like, I want like a pop tart. <laughs> But you just have to trick your body. So like this morning, I mean, or you could make a, two bananas and blueberries with an orange in a shake and you would be yeah. with like a ton of chia seeds and you would be, and then see if you want something after that. But if you start to trick your body and just say, okay, you want glucose because glucose is what's going to help you. It actually is good for the liver, right? So yeah. Glucose is, is not a bad thing, especially when you're creating a child. And glucose is what is going to, what you need when you're creating the baby's milk. Yeah. And so all of this is getting you ready. It's just, you've, you've got to prepare. It's almost what we've, what we really, you're, you're lucky in the way that you're not working in a corporate job right now, right. but it's pregnancy is so sacred. It's only nine months. And if we can do it the right way, because you are going to get this soul, like, well, we're going to work on that rope, this big fat rope that's climbing you to heaven and you're going to bring this baby down. Right. So you're going to have to look at this period is like the building blocks of creating something incredibly sacred. And before we go into the meditation, I really want you to think about all these different things. I want to talk about a little bit about this book I just wrote, Fertile. So with the nutrition, just in this period, do whatever you can, but to get that glucose in and that way, but start the day off with it, like trick your body. Like, you know, your body's going to need it ahead of time. And so all of the prep work and all, like as much energy as you put into your spiritual practice, it's like, you need to put that into your body now Okay. and transfer some of the time too. Mm. Yeah. Especially in the beginning. So let's say when the baby comes in about 120 days, you're not going to be sick anymore. So let's say you spend two hours on self-care a day, something crazy, like a bath and making your food and yeah. your meditations, right? Right. Uh, all in one day, something like that in the mornings and at night. So, which is ideal for anyone that's pregnant. So in, if you're in the beginning of this phase, just transfer that so you don't feel so overwhelmed by making the meals and just say, look, I have this much amount of time that I allowed myself to create this baby because this is my job right now. And in that I'm going to make the making of my food sacred and a meditation practice Mm. because what you're doing is you're just grabbing whatever you can in that moment, right? Totally. And I'm like trying to bless it, but sometimes I forget and I'm like, eat, you know, the chips are like halfway down my throat and I'm like, oh, bless this food. May it nourish you. 
but I love that. And, and, you know, it's been frustrating because my normal meditation practice, you know, is very robust and I haven't been able, I've actually been called to do the long Ekon cars. I've been feeling that, but I feel, but that's it. I can, I'm not really doing a lot of physical stuff with it. Um, so I like the idea of making, I really like the idea of putting a more meditative quality to the food prep. That is definitely not something that's happening right now. Yeah. Do, do that. And then, and it's like, it's like, you just have to focus on the physical body right now. And it may even be physical, Mm -hmm. mental, spiritual. You could even break, I mean, you could, it's all one in a pregnancy, but if, I mean, that's even a new book in itself, you know, if you break the pregnancy into three, three, three or something like that, then the first part is the physical body, right? Mm -hmm. Then maybe it's the mental and then it's the total into the spiritual in the last part of the months. Mm -hmm. If you can only focus on, some people can only do one thing at a time. They can't handle the whole picture, right? And so in the beginning, it is so different because your physical body is going to change and it does need the food. And because you've never been this hungry and you've been able to skip meals, it's like, well, what do I eat? I need to eat right now. Yeah. And so you have to take that time to do the planning, especially if you're getting yourself sick and you're going to throw it up, but you really don't need much more food in the beginning, just so you know. Right. That's good to hear too. Cause I've been like, sometimes there's a whole like, Oh, am I eating enough? And no, it's like, you don't need any more. I'm just doing the best I can right now with like holding it down. You know, you really only need after the second semester, like something like 300 extra calories a day, which is an apple or something or a banana. Yeah. It's yeah. not what we do, but it's because we're craving because we're really de- deficit in nutrients. Yeah. Yeah. And so for def, if you're, if you're craving something, they believe it's because you're having issue in nutrients. It could also be an emotional factor, which I really want to make sure everything's clear with your mom after this talk. Um, if there's like anything subconsciously coming up with your mom, I want to talk about it after the ropes just in a minute, but I want to also talk to you about, cause we'll get to the 120th day, but I also want just to bring up something about the mind. So with the research I did for the new book fertile, which will come out in 2019, it, a lot, a whole chapter is dedicated to the mind and what I, so I had the opportunity to work with Bruce Lipton and Mm. apply the concepts of behavioral epigenetics to pregnancy. And so what Bruce Lipton was teaching is in general is that genes aren't controlled our genes don't control our destinies or our health. And that is an old, outdated scientific belief system that is still holding our society. And I actually believe that it, the, the idea and the belief system that we are controlled by genes is what is partially gets us caught in karma and caught in samskara of coming back That's to earth. So and yeah. it's also a part of the belief system. Like I think it was put on this planet by other planets. I don't even know, but there's a thing on this planet that DNA can't change. And that DNA isn't, you know, what we're given is what we get. And I think DNA is, is a fifth dimensional, three dimensional, interdimensional experience in our body. And we can transcend everything we were given in order to become completely galactic kind of humans on this planet. That's our potential. And that's Mm -hmm. the potential of these children. And so once we let go of the idea that, you know, DNA is what we get from Mm -hmm. our moms or whatever, then we, we gain so much power as women. And so what he was explaining to me, what Bruce Lipton explained to me, there's so much to this chapter, but I want you to think of the baby. So I want you to think as the baby in the stomach is like a movie theater. And it, you know, it's in meditation, but it is, it's consciousness. uh, The DNA is consciousness being formed and you are the genetic engineer of this DNA. Mm. And so whatever you see in your mind's eye will create obviously the feelings in your body. And so if you can create, even if your outside world is super hectic. So let's say, even if you're physically falling apart, like what's happening right now, or if somebody's at work and their career is falling apart. Their boss is negative. Like there's all kinds of things we can't always get ourselves out of. Right. Most of the times I would tell a woman because of the nine months is super short, just to remove yourself from a toxic situation if you can. But in this case, you physically cannot. 
and other people, you know, if, if they're with in a relationship, they can't get out of, you know, that just, or something that's with the mom and they just can't move away. You've got to create a picture in your mind of health and happiness. It's like, because everything that's created that you see and experience and the perceptions of your environment is like a movie theater programming the baby. Okay. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah, that's so really. So if you close your mind's eye, you know, if when we meditate and we look up at our third, like we look at our third eye, and then whatever's in front of our third eye is a movie theater, hmm. and or you know, if I have an open third eye, I often see things as movies, almost hmm. a three hundred sixty degree experience of that, or and and even the waking world, like what you see around you, it's all a movie theater. So whatever's in your environment. <laughs> is programming that child on the, on the genetic level. So Mm. in your house, since in this pregnancy, what I want you to do is I want you to amplify everything you possibly can to create the most high awareness experience possible in your surroundings at all times. And that means like, so, you know, when you're really, really awake after Kundalini class or a yoga class and you're super amplified and your senses are alive it's yeah. like I want you to create that in your environment in all forms. So how, what does it smell like? What do you want to... So if this DNA was going to be programmed with a smell, would it be roses? Would it be mm. jasmine? You know, what, what does that look like? And you can also... I'm going to send you the beginning. I think I did send you the beginning of the book. But the moment, the, at the time of conception, all of the senses help to program the baby because the senses are also create uh, also connected to the elements. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the senses and the five elements on earth are all connected. So if your partner smelled like sandalwood and you smelled like rose, that's going to be the programming for the cells of this child of the DNA. Wow. Right. Oh, that's so interesting. And then this is how they explain it to me. So, and if there was a sound running to, through you, like a sound current, that is the current and, and the energy that that child will be given. Mm. And if there was a sight, what would it look like? Mm. If there was a vibration in your body, you know, what would that feel like? And that's at the moment of conception. But what we have to realize is that the moment of conception, it all can change too. So you can, you can, that's like, that creates, you know, the blue, as far as I know, I'm not obviously a interdimensional expert on this. I'm just as far as they've taken me is all of that matters. And so does your elements. Mm. So if you were running, so we know that there's fire, water, earth, air, and ether. And for example, when I became pregnant with Sage in India, I was running the energy of fire, meaning I was going through an alchemical transformation spiritually, Mm. which was causing there to be a lot of outside influence of, of fire hitting my life. And fire helps to transform things. It helps to burn karma. It it is what Kundalini uses. And so my children were programmed with the element of fire, a lot of fire. And they're very spirited. They're very energetic. They're very movement. So at that conception time, you can kind of look back and be like, well, what would of my senses be? And was I, was I in the, you were my, you might've been in water. Yeah. And you might have been programming a bit. So, cause you just did the stairs. I was very, I remember there was like so much magnetism, but I don't know how that relates to the elements necessarily. But I remember it was like, I had just done some meditations for magnetism, like, like through some of the um, men's grace work, like one of those weekends, I had just done all these meditations. And then when my husband got home, I remember just, I felt like, totally magnetized. I mean, maybe that's a little fiery too, but it was, I, I don't know. Could it be two elements? It absolutely could be two elements. Think about, you know, think about Ayurveda. There's Pitta, there's Kapha Pitta, you know, it can be, it's going to be all the elements, right? It's going to be, you know, the, it's the programming of that's, and that's just the base frequency of the conception point. Hmm. So what, what matters what I focus on now is there's there's genomic imprinting, which is actually a period that science science now is claiming as a period that the DNA can be programmed, and it's about two to three months before the egg drops. 
Hmm. So the two to three months before you become pregnant, you're actually programming the DNA of the potential child you'll create. So good news for you. Because you did it, you programmed a clear child. Wow, yeah. Amazing. You did it. You might have actually even done the stairs two months before. Do you understand wow. that's how powerful what this baby could be? Wow. So that's the, called the genomic imprinting period. And in the Aboriginal culture and different cultures around the world, they don't even have the text for this anymore. It's like just kind of in a couple of books. They would take the women, because the men and the women it was a planned event having a child and they understood all of this. They understood consciousness and we've forgotten these things. These are, you know, these are patterns I'm hoping to bring back to the earth so that we remember that we're women have the power to program the consciousness of the child and the people that the humans we create on this earth. Yeah. It's the most power. We are genetic engineers and I don't know anyone who's talking about it like that. Right. And so they would take three months before a couple had a baby and, and completely hope to clear the genetic line in, you know, and energetically. Hmm. And so you did that by doing the stairs. Yeah. So then you get pregnant. And so now of course you're going through the process of, you know, transferring, becoming pregnant, everything you're feeling is normal. And then you're going to feel like the second, you're going to feel like a million bucks the second, you know, semester or trimester. Um, Yeah. But if you begin to going back to the program in the environment, think of yourself in time and space and then just realize like everything around you, like how can you make your home more beautiful? How can you make your experience more sensational? How can you make food that makes every taste, you know, every taste is programming that child. And it's like, that's how you've got to look at your food now. And that's why I'm bringing all this up, going back to the food, which is your main issue right now. Right, right. Is, okay, if I'm programming the, the consciousness and the DNA of this cellular energy, which you are still programming, doesn't mean the soul, you're not still programming the, this, this body, even though the soul hasn't arrived until the 120th day. Right. It's, you know, how can I amplify that? And how can I get the, you know, does the, how can I, this banana and just enjoy the taste of the banana? And it's all about getting as aware as we can and as conscious as we can and feeling as good as we can, even when we don't feel that good. Because as a, I mean, we can admit that we don't feel good and then it's like, okay, Let's not, you know, get in self-pity and victimization about this. I am going to have a beautiful child. A lot of women can't do this right now and they want so bad. I'm so grateful. Let me change my perception of my environment so I can create the best baby possible. (sighs) Does that make sense? Yeah, I really like that. And I, to be honest, I've been kind of feeling that way, but I, I, I haven't heard of it described what you, you know, the way you just described it, which I really appreciate. Cause I've, I've sort of been feeling like I'm, I'm done with the pity party. Like even this morning I was throwing up and I was like, okay, I'm throwing up and then it's over and then I'm going to eat some breakfast and it's all fine. Like get over it. I'm not like crying and lamenting about how miserable I feel. I'm just like, all right. I like, I'm, 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 you know, yes, there are parts that are frustrating, but it's also, I, I get the whole I I think I'm really trying to grok now that this time is so limited. And even though, yeah, on one level, my physical body feels pretty shitty on another level. Like there's so much to be grateful for. There's so much I can amplify in my home environment. I've been really working on making it more of a temple and there is some stuff I can still do. So it's good to kind of give me a little kick in the butt for that as well. And, and to just like, I love how you described it too about, because when I finish a Kundalini class, it's like, I open my eyes after we, you know, chant Satnam and like the final closing. And I feel like my vision has totally been enhanced. Like I feel like the shapes and the colors and the sounds, everything is amplified. I think that's the word you used. And, and I have not been viewing my surroundings in that way. And I like, that's a really tangible thing I can work on. So I, I really like that a lot. I needed to hear that. It, yeah. it, it kind of comes back to that quote. Do you remember that quote? Um, how can, I will make everything in my life beautiful and that will be my life or some, is something like that. It's like, is, is, is we're always doing so many things and thinking about the next thing we're supposed to do. And then da, 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 and it's like in the nine months, Okay, we can't do that forever. That would be la-di-da because we're on earth and we have right. shit to do. But 
in that nine months, it's just, it's, it's the most important critical period of motherhood and make everything beautiful and take that time because it's going to be over so quick. You're going to be like, I have a baby now. And that's a whole nother issue. Right. But if you can just, it's everything you do, make it a beautiful experience and then offer like the giving to your husband and, and make it all into, and, and to about the making your house into a temple. I, that's an, almost half a chapter on that is because of the elements are so important to the creation of a child. So sacred geometry is involved. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful experience how the sacred geometry changes into the child, but each of the sacred ge- geometrical shapes are connected to an element. Mm-hmm. And, and all, so we're getting al- alchemy is an internal process and an external experience too. So when spirit starts to work with you, alchemy is happening to everyone at all times. They just may not be aware of it. And so fire moves in to, you know, transform. Then the water comes in to dissolve and help you to let go of everything that you transformed. Mm -hmm. So that would be like, let's say an example of this would be you have a divorce and the fire comes in and just, ah, you have a big fight and you, and then you break up and then you'll experience the the energy of water Mm -hmm. as you cry and you let go and you, and this can be with anything, a career, um, you know, all the belief systems, genetic line, and all our misperceptions of our life, right? And then the wind will come in to change your life. Like if the wind moves in to say, okay, now you let it go, but it's time to move to a new place across the world. Or the wind will help you get a new job. The wind will just like pick you up and move your house. And then earth will move in. This is the, this is how it moves, alchemy from the outside. And then you're also experiencing that on the inside too. And so earth will then come in and earth will then ground you because you've gone through all the elements. And so you need to kind of figure out where you are now. And it feels like, it's like your water earth. Hmm. Do you feel that? Yeah, I've been really like grounded lately and it's been nice, but yes, yeah. And then, and, makes- and it's really important to have the earth element when you're, especially in these beginning weeks, because there's different frequencies and different wavelengths and sign frequencies. So the whole entire world is made up of energetic frequencies, everything books to tables, to me, to these higher realms. Hmm. And so when I go into the higher realms and I go into the, these higher dimensional forms, or you could call them up or down, I don't know where they are, but they're almost Hmm. right in front of me. There's no, their frequency is so high, they have no density and there's no physicality to them. So as you drop down into the earth realm, we are super dense. Yeah. Um, but in order to hold these, I mean, we, these types of children or order to hold a pregnancy, like a lot of times, I don't know, I can't prove this and I'm not trying to offend anyone who's listening that has had a miscarriage and I don't mean it in any way. It might be incorrect. But sometimes in our lives, it may not be true for everyone, but um, if you're carrying an energy that's really flighty or um, disproportionate or, or kind of fiery and, and can't keep a job or can't stand still or is really anxiety or completely neurotic, those types of energies are, are fuzzy or they're not, they're not solid and earthbound. And Mm -hmm. so it's going to be harder to energetically hold a child in the womb with that type of energy running your life. And so having that grounded energy along with the water is really, really like that's water is what you kind of utilize during pregnancy and what you should honor because you're creating it in your body. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? And so on those altars, you can honor the elements and this outside alchemy and also inside alchemy on an active temple altar in your house. Do, mm. do you have one? I do. And I have some water from my sacred trip, actually, that's sitting there. Um, it's just in a little like water bottle from when, from when I got it. But yeah, I've been thinking about that. Um, I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because it keeps the, because you know, and like, I mean, at least like when you went to India and some of the places were super high with energy, it's not necessarily, it's because the temple keepers maintain the temple. 
Yeah. In Bali, they're constantly maintaining all these temples. And so the reason oh, why is, Bali has all that energy. They wash it. They wash the floors of the golden temple every night, like vigorously. Like it's, it's constant. It's like a total meditation. That's so, wow. That's such a good point. Does that I make sense? That. There's those, yeah. the re, they, so there's, these are already sacred spots on earth. Right. But they maintain that type of that the energy would just maybe disappear into the ethers if there wasn't temple keepers. Hmm. And so we have to think of our bodies and our homes yeah. as temples. If we're gonna bring down children that are, you know, if we're gonna bring down children into a temple, right? How do we create that active temple on the inside and on the outside? And sometimes when we're going through these processes, like you're throwing up, so maybe you want to put earth on your active temple and, and people can be like, oh, this is silly. I don't have time for this, but mm-hmm. I can tell you, like, if you go to these places and they, so a way to keep a temple is you put all the elements on your, on your, on your, yeah. on a beautiful, somewhere sacred in your house. And you just maintain that and you can have more than one. So if you're really, really sick, pray, be like, help me. This is crazy. I I don't want to be this sick anymore. I've learned my lessons, you know, and see what happens. Okay. Yeah. I think I, I think I have one downstairs, but I've been spending a lot of time upstairs and I feel like I might need to like make another little one though. It's funny as I'm looking over, I kind of almost have one. I have like a cup of water, a crystal, a shell, a rock. It's really funny. It's like, it's kind of, I think I'm even doing it intuitively. And you can do it all over your house. And that's also about making things beautiful. And and you're asking spirit to come in and, and that's going to create an energy because all of this is not, I mean, this is all your own experience. So you may be having an amplified experience of the world and your husband and your family might be like, I hate my day. You know, like you're like, no, it's so beautiful. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter. Look at my temple and it doesn't matter what anyone else is feeling or what's going on in the world. It's only your perception of the environment that programs Mm -hmm. the child. So interesting. It is so fascinating because that's how, that's how like consciousness is formed. You know, if you think about it, it's just, you are the movie theater for your baby. So anyone you interact with, any fight you have, any job, any career, anything in your house, all of your thoughts, especially the mental pictures you create, are pro is the programming of the of the genetics. And mm-hmm. I, I asked Bruce Limpton, okay, so what is the most important thing that programs genetics? And he says it's the pictures in your mind. Mm-hmm. And I and I was like, well, can you explain that? And he said, yeah, when you. Like say somebody eats poisonous food. You gave me a few examples. So if somebody's eating, there's people that, and and the beliefs and the pictures in the mind that they create around their belief systems around something. So here's an example about belief systems, like religious people who, who drink that strychnine or, you know, something that would kill another person. They believe they won't die. And so they don't, right? Mm. Also with nutrition, they've done studies and they, and if somebody like looks at the food and believes that food is really nutritious for them. So it's, it's, it almost didn't, he was saying it almost doesn't matter what you eat as long as you believe that that food is going to nutritionally give you energy. Wow. So if you're believing that these crackers don't give you nutritional energy. Like your body may be effing needing crackers. Right. And eat them. You right. Know? It may be like the first time you've probably even done that and you're just hungry. And so it's more, you've just got to realize how powerful you are as a creator. So you have to believe, oh, be sacred. I'm blessing my sacred crackers. They're so sacred, but they are so nutritious. And they're filled with this, 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 and you can list the vitamins. And, and it's, that's more powerful he's explained to me and science is showing then even the nutritious food that you eat because you believe it's going to heal you hmm. and your mental projection is, it says that food is holy. Hmm. Wow. I love that. I mean, it's hard to do because we have that. It just shows our ingrained belief systems of like, right. and this can go to anything. Think about like my, my sister or my mom's a B I T C H. Right. And right. you could be like, my mom is holy. And your whole belief system's like, Nope, she really isn't. She's a, <laughs> the, you know, it can go to everything. You just have to, it's about dropping the belief systems consistently through pregnancy mm-hmm. so that you have nothing left but holiness. Mm-hmm. 
Because all those belief systems, even the belief systems that crackers are, are these things, because yeah. they really, they are and they aren't. Yeah. Do you see the power of that? Like <laughs> only because we believe the crackers are really bad for us, does it make them bad for us? Only, only sometimes, I mean, this may not be true for every instance, but if you have one person that believes that they're beautiful and skinny and another person that believes that they're fat and ugly, don't you think that the person who believes they're fat and ugly is going to create more fat and ugly consistently because they believe that so strongly? Yes. Yeah. I do believe that so much. It's amazing how the power of belief can just infiltrate everything. It's so interesting. Is this helping? Do you have any questions around this? And then we can get to anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess like, okay, the moments where I am shaken out of my neutrality or, you know, have a little bit of fear or have a little bit of overwhelm. It, something happened the other day where, um, we were, you know, I hadn't been out in a while and I, I was like, let's just try to go to this little marketplace and walk around. And then we got there and I was feeling really terrible and I thought I was going to throw up and I didn't, but it was, it was kind of like, and then my husband was getting kind of pissed. He's like, why did we even come? You're not feeling good. And then, and I was just like, just kind of in a down state. And then we just started passing like so many children, like all these moms and these babies and these baby carriages. And and I just, I started to just get so overwhelmed. And then I just got really upset and I, you know, and I cried a bit in the car and I was just like, Oh my God, like I'm going to have one of these soon. You know, it was just sort of the reality check of it all. And, and, and it was passing and it was okay. And I'm not freaking out every day, but I guess with those moments, you know, I want to make sure that's not imprinted on the baby, like any form of rejection or any form of that fear. And what can I do to neutralize those moments? That's a really good question. Okay. So I actually, I asked Bruce Lipton. So if anyone's listening, Bruce Lipton is the leading scientist in the world on behavioral epigenetics. And that's what this new book, Fertile, that's going to be released in 2019 is about. It's about applying science and spirit to creating an enlightened child. Yeah. And I asked him in, in our, in one of the interviews is, uh, in the interview, so what, what, what's going to, like, what happens when those things happen? Like, you know, when we have moments, like people are going to get fired, there's going to be deaths. You may lose your spouse, you know, like there's these uh, consistent problems in our life. What do we do when we can't keep that perception high? When we're, when we're just normal humans and women that just break down because we're pregnant. And he says, it's not, it, 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 the fight or flight response of like the programming has to be consistent images over time to create that imprint. Hmm. And so doing like an, like an occasional fight or flight or an occasional fear or an occasional, like, it's like a movie. There might be a scary scene, but you don't remember the movie from the scary Mm -hmm. scene. But if the entire movie is, is a drama, if the entire movie is, um, a thriller, it's like, what is your movie you're creating Mm -hmm. for the kid? And you could even sit down and write that. Okay, so my my movie is going to be based off of love and harmony, flowers mm-hmm. and candy and whatever. And other people's might be like, I want it to be hip hop and and I want it to be science and I want it to be you know art. I want it to be mystery. Or then the next mother might be like, oh, I want to rom- I just want to base my life off romance. It's like what is? It's exactly what Guru Jagat says. What is the experience you want to create? Mm, wow. It's exactly that with the program, the baby, what is the baby you want to create? And mm. so if you want, if you want it to be a bit, the, the romance to be programmed into the baby, Oh, make your life romantic, you know, everything, just your experience of romance. is like, Oh, you got went out to dinner. Oh, this is the most beautiful thing you could have done for me. Right. And then mm. that motion feeling is that experience. So if your whole bo- movie, you got a romance movie running, Right. And in that romance movie, maybe she has a breakup. The, 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 the baby's not going to remember the breakup. The baby's going to be like, oh, the whole movie was romantic. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's so helpful. Oh, my gosh, because I was really – I was beating myself up about that. No, and you let it go. And in yeah. the moment, you let it happen. You can't like no. – sometimes like we have so many spiritual tools, and that's great. You can use your mantra, and you can do what you can. But like we have to run emotions. We're human. Yeah. It's just how long do they run us for and how long do we react? Yeah. And 
I mean, oh, I love that. Like I do with my kids all the time. Like I still think I'm a bad mom and I have to remind myself I'm not. And other people have to remind myself I'm not. For example, you might tell them six times in a row. I just did it this morning. You come downstairs, come downstairs, come downstairs, please come downstairs. They don't come. So I yell, come downstairs. Right. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I'm a bad mom. <laughs> I just program their subconscious because I yelled at them. <laughs> I do it every day. Right. But they're not necessarily going to remember that one time. I think right. about that one time all day. Right. And I think, oh, I've, I'm screwing them up. You got to drop my it. My mom did. I do it. My, my family did. You know, like I'm a bad mom. But in reality, they're probably just laughing that mom screamed. You know what I mean? Yelled at right. them to come downstairs to get their hair done like, or something. Right. So, that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love that. And if you're doing all the other things, in your movie script, as so just remember, I am a genetic, genetic engineer of my child. Mm. I am writing a movie. I'm the screenwriter. Hmm. And so in your movie, you're also creating meditation and mantra and all these other things. I mean, so almost like anything that you could do. I mean, Hari Jiwen taught us that, okay, if you have music on in the background and the kids are running around, even if your family is a shit show... Uh, sorry, my language, but like the mantras playing for the children are going to just, it'll, it doesn't matter what you guys do right. as much. And that's the same for us when we're pregnant. If we have a meditation practice or a yogic practice of some form, that's going to overcompensate for any sort of issues that come up. I love that so much. <laughs> does that make more sense to you and take away the fear? Yes. Yeah. Well, and I'm really excited to write this movie out. Like I'm excited to be like, okay, of course. And I think a lot of mothers probably have similar, you know, vibe. I, you know, I want love to be a big part of this child's life. I want radiance. I want yoga. I want, so it's like, I get to, I just, yeah, I like that idea of scripting out. Okay. Well, what is, what, like, what is the experience of love look like? And how can I, you know, share that on a screen with, my child, like through whether it's like petting my dog or like loving the food I'm eating or what, loving my husband or whatever. I just, I like that. That's so, oh, that's so cool. Can we go make more sense and take a little pressure off that yes. it's a long movie and there's going to be ups and downs in the, in the screenwriting. But if you have the base of the movie is romance, the baby's going to get it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's the, it's consistent programming, which creates the genetics, not blips. Okay. Thank you. That's According so... to science. And then of course, if you're doing, so you said long neck on cars, is there a reason you chose that? Or is that intuitive by chance? Well, it was intuitive. And, oh, and... buddy. You want to hear why it's intuitive? Tell me. Okay. So there's this, everyone who's listening, there's this meditation called long neck on cars. And when I was pregnant, I didn't know anything about Kundalini yoga. And I randomly found something online because I kept, when my baby came in at four months at the 120th day, which is written in my first book, Mystical Motherhood, everything about the 120th day and how to plan for it. Oh, um, good. Um, I was doing long and cars with my baby and I didn't know why I was doing it. I just did it my whole pregnancy. I'd never meditated in my whole entire life. I was sitting down doing long neck and cars and my husband at the time was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Cause we had, we weren't in that spot in our lives. I just would wake up in the mornings at for Sadna singing long neck and cars. And there's thousands to choose from. I later found out that the long neck and cars are, is the meditation that bridges the gap between a very high caliber child, like a, a, an enlightened child and a, and a, and a human, <laughs> Whoa. So that's the meditation you should do. And then perhaps you'll add the Shakti one on later if you want to. Right. I started with that one and I, I love, you know, I've always loved the mantra and love, but I just, I was doing it a couple of times and it just wasn't, uh, it wasn't clicking. And maybe, you know, of course, if I find out I'm having a boy, I will do that and I'll just listen to it and all that. But the long neck on cars, it's weird, Chelsea, because it's like, 
it's kind of a love hate. Like I sort of hate every moment of it, but I feel like I'm supposed to be doing it and I'll often get sick during it. Like I, today I, or yesterday I threw up during it. I had to go and stop. So I wonder too, if that's part of that purification process. If you intuitively feel it's in a purification process, it probably is. You do. Um, Then that's what it is. And you just did something, you know, for your whole family. And then you got pregnant with entirely new type of child. That's unlike your whole family and it has right. to have the same line. Right. Right. So, right. you know, right. it, you would know better than anyone what it is. And the long I cars is normal to do because it, like I said, it, it bridges the gap between that type of a child and you. Hmm. And yeah, I can't even do it sitting up the whole time. Like half the time I'm just in child's pose. Cause I like my stomach hurts, but I'm just still doing it. You're in child's pose. Oh, that's okay. Forehead <laughs> okay. on the floor. Like I think you should try the medication if you. I mean, just try. The, I'm going to give you the. I'm going to look up the uh, antidotes um, yeah. for you. Yeah, that would be great. And then, um, and then try those first. I think you would okay. just get them at the drugstore, if I remember right. Okay. I'm so sorry, I can't remember at the top of my head okay. right now. Can you go back to the ropes? I'm really fast. Yeah, we're going to do it right now. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, so go into the room. It's like a gymnasium. It could be even the gymnasium you were like grew up in. Yeah. You see it? Mm-hmm. And then you see like the ropes. Is, like It would be a, a room full of ropes, kind of like an art experience where mm-hmm. you walk through sheets oh, or totally see you see it yeah. and you, and I want you to start to touch all these different ropes. Okay. And then I want you to keep on going around. So you're like, you know, you're looking at the ropes and there's a glow coming from the ceiling. Cause it's almost like there's not a ceiling. There's a hole, there's a specific hole in the ceiling you're going to find. So I want you to find the rope that's yours. Okay. I see. It has a color. It's really bright. Yeah. So, Look, tell me what it looks like, feels like, touches like, because this is also like the, it's also representation of the DNA. Okay, it's like neon pink. <laughs> okay, and it's really like braided really thickly, and it's got like like kind of big like I don't know what the word is, but notches where you can like more easily grab, or like if you were climbing up, it's like really good, easy to put your feet on or put your hands on. It's like just really thick pink braid with these like big notches every foot or so that are like really stable. And does it have a texture and a smell or anything? Or is it, does it have anything like that just by chance? Mm -hmm. The texture is nice. It feels like, um, it's, it's not like silky, but it's like, it's smooth. Um, kind of like a ribbon, but, but again, not silky. And then see if it smells like anything yeah I think it smells like like a like a flower like a rose um like a rose yeah okay anything else about it like can you taste it because it is it you know it's we have a color we have a we have a a texture Hmm. does it sound like anything if you put the rope to your your ear Hmm. I don't know about the taste. It's definitely, it definitely sounds like, like, um, it's funny. I have mantras playing right now. So I'm like, what's the mantra playing now? And what's, what am I like hearing right now from the meditation? Can, can you tell me why there's knots in it? Like the knots are to, are to sort of help the like the climb, or like it, it makes it really sturdy. The knots they're they're like um, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't be climbing up it, but if I were to climb up it, it would like make a climb really easy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do you see anybody now? Close your eyes really deep and look up. Now look up at the ceiling. Do you see anybody trying to reach out for you up there? Hmm. <laughs> I think it's a little girl. Okay, so I want you to climb the rope because I see a hand. It could also be a representation of you or your higher self, which we'll find out when you get up there. So go ahead and climb the rope. 
And I see this little girl reaching her hand out too. And we'll find out who it is. So go up and just watch yourself climbing and you're going up into the sky. Okay. And let me know when you get there. Okay. Who is it? I don't think I know her. I think it's a part of your higher self. It's like mm-hmm. an angelic. I see it as like an, it's a feminine angelic figure and mm-hmm. of your higher self. Would you be willing to merge with this right now? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, I just want you to feel like she's this. these wings are enveloping you. And if this is really you merging with your higher self right now, I honor you deeply because your life will vastly change. I want you to see you cross. They want you to cross your arms right out in front of you. And it's almost like you're totally, and it's like you bow your head down (laughs) and then just allow this hands to hold you. And this angel wings will come around you and just completely envelop you. Do you feel that? Yeah. Wow. It's like, are you seeing any colors around you or anything change? It's really golden. Can you say, I am merged with my higher self now? I am merged with my higher self now. I move fully into my destiny. I move fully into my destiny. To be guided by the one. To be guided by the one. I no longer need to question my intuition. I no longer need to question my intuition. Or the path that I'm on. Or the path that I'm on. Because I have merged with my higher self. I have merged with my higher self. (laughs) Wow. Now I want you to sit in heaven. And I want you to look at your hands. And I want you to look at yourself as this merged individual. Like, almost like, what is it, you know? Mm-hmm. And just, just acknowledge that it's happened because, I mean, when a person merges with them, their higher selves, you'll begin to almost, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a palpable and real experience on earth. Because you're no longer guided on on an earthly realm. You have the ability to be more intuitive. And it's almost like a voice will speak to you. You know when you close your your eyes and you ask ask a question and sometimes you're like, well, is that right? But you'll actually begin to hear. And I want you to consciously allow yourself to have this happen quicker for your earth experience. Is you'll be able to hear, like if you ask a question like, is my baby all right? And the voice will say an entire answer to you. And it will feel different than actually your mind speaking because it couldn't, your mind couldn't even have come up with the answers that your higher selves did. And so the individuals that have the honor of merging with their higher selves on earth, they'll begin to amplify their spiritual experience faster and things will, I mean, it's, 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 it's it becomes way more magical and much more open. And so the higher self is your, it's your driving system for earth. If that makes sense. And it's your oversoul. And, and merging with that on earth is actually one of the greatest purposes that we have because it brings so much more light to the world and you move from a place of knowing rather than a place of fear. Wow. How does that feel when we say that to you? Amazing. If you, you know, it's funny. I've been feeling this, like this image of, of like this golden goddess or like this golden energy, this golden aura that I'm like, want was wanting to embody or wanting to be like, and I feel like that was my higher self. Like that was it. Well, I, I saw this like light being and yeah. reaching out for you with, with this hand. So just so you know, when I, when I merged with my higher self, I was with my teacher, Celestine, 
And I saw this hand reaching out for me in my, when I closed my eyes and I said, who's this hand? Almost like in those Instagram videos where the hand reaches out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And the woman's at this beautiful temple and she's got her hand out. And I'm like, oh, that's their higher self psychologically. Like that's exactly what it looks like, at least for me. Wow. And when I saw your higher self reaching out, I said, oh my God, that's got to be your higher self. That's so cool. <laughs> it so. feels amazing. It feels, I, I can feel it like a lot in my crown. A lot's happening up there. So now that you're sitting in this higher realm, I want you to just one thing we forget to do is pray and actually ask for help. And so you can set down all all these physical and just say, if I'm integrating all of this process and my physical body had to integrate it at this level, can you help to soothe that for me? Can you help to take away any, any pain or issues around that? Right. And then do you yeah. have any questions you want to ask when you're up here? I guess what else, you know, what else can I be doing to support this soul? What else can I be doing to be the purest, clearest vessel for this soul? see anything you're doing everything yeah i hope you enjoyed this week's podcast please write into mysticalmotherhood.com with questions and don't forget to subscribe or leave a comment on itunes it really helps